Shri Guru Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai Shri Shri Gaur Adamadava Ki Jai Gaur Bhaktabrinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanande Evening everyone Good to be with you In uh, Madhavan we began speaking about Baba Bhakti I want to continue that which was discontinued for various reasons of other service concerns. So you may recall, uh, those of you who have been following, that we began our discussion with a verse from the first chapter of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that describes one of the qualities of Bhava Bhakti um, and that that it is rarely achieved. So we discussed that at some length. In the next uh, verse that Bhava is discussed in is, is in the second chapter, which is about Sadhana Bhakti. The first chapter is about the nature of Bhakti, kind of a definition of Bhakti and its characteristics and so forth. The second chapter then is a discussion of the uh, the uh, bhakti in, in practice. And so in the verse of Rupa Goswami's defining sadhana bhakti, there is sadhana bhakti, bhava bhakti, and prema bhakti. We're talking about bhava bhakti, but um, in the three successive chapters, two, three, and four, they begin with defining verses, defining sadhana, chapter two, defining bhava, chapter 3, and defining Prem, chapter 4. That's the eastern division of Rupa Goswami's Ocean of Bhakti Rasa. Of course, then he goes on to this, the uh, southern, northern, and western divisions of the ocean and the various waves and so forth as he's described the chapters poetically. And so in that second chapter where sadhana bhakti, both types, vaidhi bhakti and raganuga bhakti are explained. Again, the chapter begins with a definition of uh, <clears throat> sadhana bhakti. And so we discussed bhava bhakti therein because in the definition of sadhana bhakti, it's described that its goal uh, is the attainment of an eternally existing bhava. Hmm? So the goal of sadhana bhakti is bhava bhakti and what was emphasized in that verse is that sadhana bhakti is performed with the senses hmm? and with a view to give rise to uh, emotion, spiritual emotion, bhava, a bhava or spiritual emotion that is that's eternally uh, existing. It's not manufactured by sadhana, it's not produced by sadhana, but sadhana prepares the ground and uh, and of its own accord it arises. Hmm? Uh, it was a big, uh, quite a, we had quite a discussion on that as I recall. Um, and so today we come to the third uh, verse, which, which is the verse in, in, the, th- in the third chapter that defines bhava bhakti. 
I'll cite the verse for you. Sudasatva bishe shatma prema suryamsu samyabak uchibis chidamastrena kudaso baba uchite. So as it is with the descriptions of sadhana bhakti and prema bhakti, so with bhava bhakti we have primary characteristics, sarup lakshan and tasta lakshan or marginal characteristics. Similarly with the definition of bhakti itself. Hmm. So this is uh, much to do with the system of Rupa Goswami's uh, way of defining. <clears throat> and here, the primary characteristic or Swarup Lakshan of Bhava Bhakti is what? Sudasattva Visheshatma Prema Suryamsu Samyabhak. Bhava Bhakti is principally characterized by the ingress of Sudashatva Visheshat note that is poetically compared to a a Prema Suryamsu, a ray, Amsu, of the uh, sun, Surya, Suryamsu, so a ray of the sun of Prem. Baba Bhakti is a ray of the sun of Prem. Making its ingress into the heart of the devotee, which ingress is described by the words Sutta Sattva Visheshatma. Hmm. So Sutta Sattva, of course, uh, Sattva refers to existence. Hmm. It here does not refer to Sattva Guna, which is also referred to by the term Sattva, but Sattva Guna. Rajagun and Tamagun are all part of what would, in a larger sense, can be called uh, Mishra Sattva. If we use the word Sattva as existence, which is another meaning of it, hmm? then Sattvagun, Rajagun, and Tamagun are Mishra Sattva. They're a mixed existence, not a Shuddha, which would be a pure existence, Sutta Sattva, a mixed existence. The existence is one in which the Atma, that is nirgun, that is without material qualities, is mixed up with matter. The mixing, of course, is 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 not one in which, uh, well, it's not like a blender. They don't uh, blend together. That's what I, I want to say. Uh, sometimes the example is given of water and oil. So if there's an oil spill, which unfortunately there is these days at, at times, um, then there's a big effort to clean it up. You know, Normally, if you spill something on water, well, <laughs> you don't have much of a chance of cleaning it up because the quality of water is that it uh, adds to other things. Although it's said that swans can take milk out of a combination of milk and water. I'd like to see that, but it's a poetic uh, description in the, in the least that it has that doesn't make it any less uh, important or sig- significant. Uh, the word hamsa is used to refer to great uh, devotees who can collect the essence, who can draw the essence out. Hmm? In this context, they can separate, if you will, the atma hmm, from its contamination or its 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 uh, connection. Uh, with uh, the modes of nature, a mixed existence, and bring it to a pure existence. Uh, 
But I was giving the example of oil. In the oil slick, then the oil can be taken off the top. And so this is sometimes used as an example to make the point that it's not that the soul becomes um, mixed with matter. These two shaktis, the jiva shakti, the tatasta shakti, another name for the jiva shakti, and the maya shakti, they're different. One is chit, the other is achit. One is sat, the other is asat. One is a particle of ananda, the other is nirananda. Asat, achit, nirananda. This is matter. Hmm? And, and as we heard this morning in uh, the Sanatan Siksha, Mahaprabhu was teaching to Sanatan, the jiva is, is chit shakti, so it's cognizant. It's, it's not inert like matter. So they're very different. So the, the attempt on the part of the chit shakti in the form of jiva to intermingle with matter is is um, is problematic from the beginning. This is not a good fit. It's not a good mix, like a fish outside of water. Hmm. Uh, still, somehow or other, we are mixed up with that. Hmm. Not that our constitution has been adulterated or changed, but we've identified with matter. It's something like uh, the jiva by observation. Hmm? It has the power to make matter, uh, to animate matter, to make it move hmm? on a small scale, as does Vishnu on a larger scale. It is said by witnessing, by glancing. Hmm? Um, by what would be another word witnessing, glancing I want to say by reflection which has two meanings I mean by reflecting on it hmm? by reflecting on matter hmm? there's an aspect of matter in Vedanta, we have a gross form of matter and a subtle form of matter. Hmm? A, 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 a physical matter and a psychic dimension of matter. The psychic dimension of matter is such that it can reflect the quality of consciousness. Hmm? And thereby it becomes a mediating instrument between the consciousness itself and the physical world. Hmm? And in the form of this subtle matter that has been reflected upon by Vishnu hmm? through his glance, he reflects upon it. If you get me, there's two meanings there. He reflects upon it. Hmm? And then, so this subtle matter takes on a, a quasi subjective nature as opposed to the objective nature of the physical matter. It takes on, that means to say, a quasi-experiential nature. Hmm? You follow me? The, the mind is subjective, it's full of experiences, it experiences the gross physical world that doesn't experience itself. Hmm? But the capacity of the mind to experience qualia, as it's called now in modern philosophy uh, and, and science, qualitative experiences of redness, of blueness, of happy and sad. 
this capacity, the mind's capacity to do so, is dependent upon the consciousness itself, both the reflection of Vishnu on it in the first place, on matter in the first place, which upon reflecting upon it, then it it becomes animated. Uh, Vishnu is the witness, the glancer, saikshatam. Some things happen only because somebody's watching. They wouldn't happen otherwise. So it is with the whole world. Because he's watching, because he looks at it, it happens. And it happens for the, uh, the purpose hmm, of facilitating another observer, a minute observer, a minute witness and reflector called the jiva. Hmm? That's us. Hmm? This is this is the Vishnu becoming many. Saikshita, hmm? uh, he glanced and echo bahusham. One became many. This plays out the low end of this, the one became many, is, uh, I suppose, material life. You know, of course, there was always Adam and Eve, so there's always two, but take it higher. It's Vishnu, the one becomes many. Hmm? We go to Golok, and the one becomes two, and because of there's two, there's many. So, Radha Krishna Pranay Vikritiladini Shaktirasmad. Krishna, the one Krishna becomes two as Radha. Radha, Radha Krishna Pranay. The love of Krishna transformed makes an appearance as Radha. And this is why, and only in this case, only with this understanding, can we really, um, this is the purport, I should say, of the, of the, of the uh, Anandavali the chapter about Ananda in the Upanishads, Taitreya Upanishad, where it reaches its conclusion, Rasa Uvai Saha, and Brahman is Rasa. There must be two for Rasa. Hmm. So, so the one becomes many. There's a couple of ways in which to think about it, but here we're thinking about it more in terms of Vishnu, the one Vishnu becoming the many. Hmm. All the jivas. And his jurisdiction includes Maya Shakti, hmm? and so the many the Maya Shakti is 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 meant to hmm, it, it, as it is activated in a general way, hmm, in an overarching way by the witnessing of Vishnu. Hmm? So the individual jivas are also activating it by will, by witnessing, by reflecting. Hmm? And unfortunately, they get caught up in the production. I've given an example before that it requires a viewer in order to turn on the television. But the television, at the same time, the picture can take over the life of the viewer, and that's a problem. So this is our predicament. But we're firmly sitting in the chair, even though by extension of identification, and that through the mind, hmm? isn't it? We experience the emotions of the show and get lost in that and we get scared. Hmm? I remember when we were little kids and my parents would go out on a Saturday night and we'd stay up. They had a program in those days. What was this called? Like something. Fright 
something like that. And they'd play the, the wolf man, you know, and the mummy. That one really got me. And uh, Dracula and stuff. And, you know, we'd be scared stiff to watch it, but we'd watch it nonetheless, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, you know, there was nobody under the bed, and <laughs> and uh, we were safe in the chair, but we but all in the mind. So all feelings, everything, experience, all going on in the mind. Hmm? Suffering's going on in the mind. You say, well, it doesn't seem like it. It does seem like it. It is. Think about it. It's all in the mind. If you put your mind on something else, that's how you can tolerate the suffering. Hmm? It occurs in the mind, and it's... It's occurring in your mind, but maybe not in somebody else's mind. Somebody's suffering, listening to me talk, because he's going to keep talking, and somebody else is liking it. Hmm. So, <laughs> so this uh, this um, through the medium, I'm saying, of the subtle matter, and we're transported into the, the show, if you will, of material nature that we ourselves are turning on almost every moment. In an overarching sense, again, the Vishnu's turning it on, but we're also turning it on. Hmm? The observer has a role to play, as they say, in quantum uh, physics, which is, uh, you know, the really ruling perspective on on matter. And, uh, and it's a big role. Still, they're trying to sort that out. But but according to the Vedanta, it's, it's, a, it's a small thing has a big role, just like an atom is very small, but it can do something very big. So the atom is smaller than the atom. Hmm? And it can do something very big. And it can be a big problem for itself of perception. Material existence is an angle of perception. So we're sitting in the chair, we're safe, but the, but we're heart's beating fast and, uh, and uh, we're experiencing the motions in the mind of the show on the, on the TV set. But we are the viewer, so we can turn it off, we can get up from the chair and so on. But we often need someone to help us. Come on, get up, it's okay. So, um, so such is the nature of our situation within material existence. In in brief, this is how we're mixed up, if you will, with Maya in a misra sattva, a mixed existence. Here, the term is used shudha sattva. So shudha means pure. Here, a pure existence. Pure existence means this. Sandini Shakti, hmm. and ultimately Vishuddha Sattva. Sometimes we say Suddha Sattva, sometimes we say Vishuddha Sattva for further emphasis on Bhakti. There may be a pure existence of the Atma. Hmm. Again, it's always pure, it's always what it is, it doesn't change its constitution in its, uh, in its uh, interplay with. Uh, with matter, hmm? interaction with matter. Hmm? But that's not the Sudhasattva. That's a pure existence, but that's not what's being referred to here. Hmm? Uh, we can say that Brahmananda, Brahmagyan, Brahmasayuja, to enter into Brahman is a pure existence also, but that's also not what's being referred to here. Here what's being referred to by the Sudha Sattva, Visheshatma, the ter- words used by Jiva Gos- Rupa Goswami, is the 
the existence, the, the, the Swarup Shakti of Krishna. So we have the Maya Shakti, we've explained a little bit, we have the Tatasta Shakti, and we have the Swarup Shakti. And the Swarup Shakti makes the world of Krishna Leela go round. Brahman is particularly nirvishesh, no qualities, no differentiation, no movement. Krishna is Brahman with Surup Shakti. And in the fullest sense of the term, he is standing next to Bhakti Devi herself, the full the full face of Bhakti, Mahabhava Surupini. And so he's moving quite a bit. So the, the, the more the more the influence of the Surup Shakti or which Bhakti is the essence of, the more the absolute is animated is the point. Hmm? So this is the uh, Sutta Sattva that Rupa Goswami is referring to. Sutta Sattva Visheshatma. So the ingress of this pure existence on the ground of pure existence, if you will. Sutta Sattva Visheshatma. Hmm? There is a uh, the two other features of Krishna's Sarup Shakti. There are three elemental, if you will, constituents of Krishna's Sarup Shakti, just like there are three elemental constituents of the Maya Shakti, in a sense, Rajaguna, Tamaguna, Rajaguna, Sattvaguna. So we have in the Sarup Shakti, Sandini, Sambit, and Ladini. There's some general... uh, uh, correspondence there. Hmm. Um, but a world of difference, to say the least. And here, Sudashatva Visheshatma. Vishesh means a special arrangement. Hmm? Vishesh. Visheshatma. So it refers to, as Jiva Goswami has nicely explained, the a particular combination of the Sambit and Hladini aspects of the Sudrasattva, of the pure existence, which we can also refer to as Sandini. So you have all three elements. Sandini is like the ground of of being there. Hmm? Hmm. So what does it mean then, a particular combination of of these of these two ingredients? First of all, the two have two different functions. That means the Samvit and the Ladini, they have two different functions. Hmm? Samvit means knowledge, so it's luminous, it's, in, it's, it's, it's revealing in its um, function. So it reveals the Godhead, and we see him in a particular way. We know him, it's a knowing, in a particular way. Hmm? And then... Uh, and, and in that sense, it causes us to taste bliss. It causes us to know him, and he is blissful by nature. Hmm? So there's a cause and effect that's being discussed, uh, that's, in, that's in place here with the, with the two elemental constituents of the Surup Shakti, Samvit and Ladini. Samvit cause Ladini, hmm? is the idea. Hmm? In other words, uh, well, to put it another way, I have described sometimes the Swarup Shakti in the example of the Godhead being a fire. Hmm? 
I think I cited it the other day as well. You have the smoke, you have sparks, you have heat and light, and you have the fire. The whole thing is the fire. It consists of smoke, sparks, heat and light, and something else. That's all of them and something more. Hmm? That's called fire. Hmm? So fire is Bhagawan, and it produces smoke. Without fire, there can be no smoke. Without fire, there can be no sparks. Without fire, there can be no heat or light. So, Maya Shakti is the smoke, the Jeev Shakti is the spark, and the heat and light is the Sarup Shakti, and Krishna is the fire himself. So, in the Sarup Shakti, you have heat and light. It's a good example because light means luminous. Hmm? Light is often used as a metaphor for knowledge. The light bulb goes off pictorially in the head, and the darkness is is, is gone. Hmm? So some of it, hmm? and heat is not only does the light go on, but it's warm inside. Hmm? There's a light on in there, and there's a fire also, hmm? and we can come out of the cold the cold and dark material existence. It's dark, we don't know our way, and everybody's cold. Hmm? There's an appearance of warmth, but actually it's quite cold. Hmm? But in that place, then, hmm, it is luminous, the lights are on. There's no need for sun, no need for moon. No need for fire, any luminous objects that we need here to try to get some light for for a little while, anyway. Hmm. There's no need for that. It's luminous, and it's it's it it's the lights are on and it's warm inside. So heat implies feeling. Hmm. So the samvit is luminous, and the hladini is feeling. Samvit causes us to meet Krishna, and the meeting of Krishna is blissful. Hmm? Furthermore, what's being described here is that a particular combination of this of this uh, Sambit and Ladini makes ingress into the heart of the jiva. Now, this is not when it begins, but this is a certain stage of that ingress. Hmm? that's worth talking about in terms of its being a particular combination of Sambit and Ladini. What I mean by that is, if Bhakti is constituted of Krishna's Sarup Shakti, as she is, then when does the Sarup Shakti make ingress into the devotee's life? Huh? At day one. That's what makes one a devotee. Hmm? We were hearing this morning uh, what Brahmanda Brahmite Kon Guru Krishna Prasade Bhai Bhakti Latabij. So, with the Bhakti Latabij, with the giving of the the seed of the creeper of of Bhakti, it's being it's been given. It's not that we have it. It's being given. It's a blessing. It comes from Sadhusanga. And this is described everywhere, and, and it's very practical. Just like, what is that verse? Karnam gunasangasa sadasa joni janmashu. Probably like to quote this. This is one of 
This is one of the very the, la- the last thing that he quoted hmm, in his um, uh, verse. He quoted in a commentary of the Bhagavatam in the tenth canto. Hmm, it's on the video. Karnam Guda Sanglaso Sadasa Joni. You should hear it. It's very interesting because he's talking about it in a, in a, in a general way. Hmm, how the jiva develops certain qualities by association and similarly how the jiva develops love for Krishna by association and there are particulars obviously there are different kinds of association this is the cause of rati the seed of rati of bhava which is the seed of bhakti hmm? it comes from sadhusanga hmm? so that means that the suta, this 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 uh, swarup shakti makes ingress into our lives at, in a seed form at the very beginning, and then of course the seed is watered and cultivated and so forth. And now, when we come to and we talked about that in the discussion of the meaning of sadhana bhakti, hearing and chanting, shravanam kirtanam, to use the Bengali uh, version of Krishnadas Kaviraj of Rupa Goswami's Sanskrit verse, um, describing. Sadhana bhakti, he says, what? Nitisida Krishna Prem Sadduka Bonoi Shrabanadi Sudachite Koreya Yudai. Krishna Prem is eternally existing. It's not a product of karma. It's not something that's produced, that wasn't there. You do something and it, and it results. It's eternally existing. It's a very important point because if it's not eternally existing, what are you after? Hmm? Are you not after something that's eternal? Hmm? And if it's produced in time, within time, then it has a time. Hmm? We don't want something that has a time limit, hmm? but an enduring existence, happy existence. So, Krishna Prem Nitya Siddha, it's eternally existing. It's already there. Sadduka Bunai, it's not a product of any kind of um, uh, action that we might do in this world. It's above cause and effect. Krishna Prem Nityasiddha Sadduka Bonoi Shravanadi Sudha Chitte So by hearing and chanting, the, 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 the chitta becomes Shuddha. Hmm? And this then is what sadhana is about. Hmm? So Chetta Dharpana Marjanam, it clears the ground, makes it clear, makes it uh, a, a suitable place. And, and as that clear heart, hmm, clean consciousness uh, starts to in higher stages of sadhana, develop some some taste, some steadiness, some taste, some attraction to bhakti, bhava bhakti comes. Hmm? But now this bhava bhakti, this sarup shakti, which is already there in your life, that's bhakti. Bhakti is the sarup shakti of Bhagavan. See, bhakti is not something I, I do in a sense. There is an effort involved in bhakti. That's true. But uh, just like someone was saying the other day, Oh, Swami, but, you know, for Gyan, you need bhakti, you know, you need bhakti for everything. You need bhakti to, you know, to, to take care of your house, you know. You have to be devotion, you know, and attentive, and to take care of your kids, you need bhakti. Hmm? That's not what Rupa Swami's talking about when he says bhakti. There's an effort that's kind of similar to that, if you will, that we call sadhana bhakti, hmm? Effort and grace, these are two ingredients that are, are required. But the grace 
is this descent of the opportunity for bhakti, for hearing and chanting about Krishna. It's not something you could just like figure out, I'll, I'll hear and chant about Krishna. You have to hear that from somebody who could have thought of Krishna. Well, I used to think that when I was younger, like, who could have thought of this? This is just impossible to think of this. It's, it's, it's uh, to think all this up. Hmm? It's too incredible. Hmm? So, uh, as I've said before, there are two forces in the world, the force of karma and the force of bhakti. Hmm? We're moving under the force of karma, and we're said to be fortunate if we come under the influence of bhakti. This is how bhakti is disseminated. Krishna doesn't pick and choose, I'll give this one bhakti, I won't give that one bhakti. That would be a, become a blemish on Bhagwan. he would be partial. Hmm? Rather, what he does is he bestows his kripa shakti on his devotees. Hmm? And his devotees then try to distribute bhakti to, to everyone, wherever they go. Hmm? Paradukaduki kripambuti. They have sorrow, as I was saying the other day, there's some sorrow in bhakti, in ananda, for others. So they try to give. And they, they discriminate hmm? in their association and so forth. So Krishna's free from, from that um, partiality. Hmm? How bhakti comes about in our life. By the grace of sadhus. And they try to give indiscriminately. Hmm? Indeed, However we interact with them, we may have some negative effect, but it will also have a positive effect. The positive effect will endure, the negative effect will have a time time span, which it will be ex- expired. Hmm? So, they come into our lives, bhakti comes into our lives in this way, and hmm, at a certain point in its culture, the ongoing culture, the watering, if you will, of the, the uh, metaphorical seed, of bhakti hmm. that, that, that gives rise to the lata it's a nice term the, the vine hmm. that uh, needs uh, you know, a, a, a tree a strong tree to wrap around something like that hmm. um, it has two effects it's very nice the creeper the tree the vine so in Krishna Leela, Krishna is the Tamal tree and Naradharani is the Champakalata, hmm? the golden vine that wraps around him. Hmm? So this tree is very strong and stable. Hmm? And the vine needs the tree to grow. Hmm? Hmm. But the other side of it, of course, is that the, 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 the vine wraps very tightly around the tree and the tree... Yeah, trees in Goloka can move, you know. They, they, they move around. They can't. You can't move. <laughs> Bound by bhakti, something like that. Hmm. So anyway, we need uh, we need to wrap ourselves around Krishna, around a representation of Krishna, the, the guru, the sadhu, and so forth. Hmm. And well, so we by doing that, we we capture the sadhu also, we, we, and he, he or she becomes naturally inclined to. To give uh, to give grace, Shudamarsh used to say, "The guru speaks, siksha, and someone in the audience gets captivated, gets caught by that, and then that person catches the guru. Hmm? Right? He says, you know, now you've, I'm attached to you, and I can't won't go anywhere else. So here I am, and 
Like Narottam caught Lokanath, who didn't want any disciples by his serving disposition. He went to extremes. And Lokanath couldn't, couldn't refuse his serving attitude. So, in the course of this culture, then, of the, of the vine, of the creeper, the lata, of bhakti, we come to this point, bhava bhakti. Now, while the Srupa Shakti has been in, present in our lives all along, it's now in a very prominent sense. All the material desires have disappeared. Taste has turned into attraction, and uh, attachment, and attachment has turned into ecstasy. And the bud, the bud, to use another metaphor, of the flower and fruit of that which is the basis of our relationship with Krishna, Rasa is a stayibhav. In one sense, stayibhav is synonymous with rasa. But there are two uh, uh, different stages of this. When the stayibhav is said to be synonymous with rasa, that means it's mature. It's mature and, and thereby in combination with four other types of bhavas that together hmm, become one. Hmm? In rasa, all the bhavas, they're not, they're, they're, they're indistinguishable. They turn into rasa. So you have the stai bhav, the vibhav, the anubhavs, the sattvika bhavs, and the, and the uh, sanchari bhavs. Hmm? There are five separate elements. In rasa, they all become one. They're called rasa. It's called rasa. So, sakya rasa. Uh, Madhurya rasa. Hmm? In bhava, they're separate. Hmm? And then there's a cultivation of the stai bhava in connection, which is one of them, with the other four, until the point that they, they, they become one and one attains rasananda. Hmm? So from, from sakya bhava, or from madhurya bhava, to madhurya rasa. So, there's a beginning, if you will, then, of the stayibhav, the bud, the sprout of the stayibhav, and then there's mature. In a mature sense, the stayibhav is, is, is the rasa. So there's a stayibhav called vatsalya. Hmm. Um, and we'll call it vatsalya rasa. Or there's the stayibhav of bhav, and we call it, uh, this is more technically speaking correct, we call it vatsalya uh, 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 bhav. Hmm. So here, of course, in Bhava Bhakti, it's speaking about the sprouting now. The sprouting. You, you just popped up in the world of ecstasy. You've kind of been underground in, in sadhana, and your sadhana has been uh, in the context of the body-mind complex expressing itself. And this expression is, is, is primarily... Uh, physical. You have the physical senses and you express yourself through hearing in relation to Krishna through hearing and chanting and so on and so forth. Um, here the mind would be the, would be the sixth sense. So the mind is active also thinking about Krishna, remembering Krishna and so on. It's a, it's kind of a bhakti in practice. We call it, Rupa Goswami has called it, uh, Rajiva Goswami, Cheshta Rupa. Cheshta Rupa. Cheshta means activities. Hmm? But 
Bhav, as we know from Rupa Goswami's uh, definition of, or, or bhakti, as we know from Rupa Goswami's definition of bhakti, has both an active and an emotive component. He says, anukulena krishnanu shilanam, and the verb shil, the root of the verb, of the word shilanam, implies both these things, kind of a contemplative and an active, or an emotive and an active side. So in sadhana bhakti, the active side. So, hearing, chanting, as we say, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Scrubanam, Mapanam, uh, etc. Uh, keeping busy with the senses. Bhakti on the senses. Bhakti is playing herself out on our senses. Comes from up to down. We make an effort to hear and chant and so forth, but that what we're what we're doing, who we're hearing about, who we're chanting about, what we're chanting, that all comes from above. Hmm? So again, it's different than than then then the the devotion that you have to your studies in school to get a good grade yeah, you have to have bhakti to get good grades hmm? no that's not what we mean you, yes you have to have some kind of dedication to that hmm? uh, but what is it de- but what is the dedication for example to getting good grades is it anukulena <laughs> krishnanushilanam is it something that's favorable hmm? And an ongoing culture of pleasing Krishna. Hmm? This is what bhakti is. Hmm? So there's a similarity in in the effort that one puts in. I'm going to be ded- he was really dedicated to the sport, you know, and he became a star. And they tell the story of you know his his life of dedication and sacrifice. And hmm? but this should not be misconstrued to be bhakti. Bhakti is Krishna Anushilanam, Anukulena Krishna Anushilanam. Hmm? It's an effort. Anukul means effort, in a sense. It means favorable. It means you have to serve with a favorable attitude, with a desire to please Krishna. You have to at least do the things that are pleasurable to Krishna. Have that much attitude, positive. I'll do the things that are pleasing to Krishna. So I like to think of it like this. This is where the the, the will is involved. Anukulena. Hmm? That's hmm? uh, that's a, a your inner uh, culture, and that, that's similar, as I say, to the will to to win the war or, or whatever, you know, to, to become a good student. And so, but it but it this is Krishna oriented, hmm? and the way to do it. There's a way to do it. Well, you hear about Krishna, you, you do archanam to, to to Krishna, you you do the bidding of the guru, and you grow the vegetables for the ashram, and whatever may be the case, and so forth. Hmm? Um, Different types of, you know, this padasavana marchanam can be extended so, as well. So, so it's a different thing. So, in now we reach a certain pitch here in in bhava bhakti, hmm? and we already have this ingress of sarup shakti in our lives. We're we're blessed. We made an effort, hmm? and sadhana bhakti is all about this effort. It's called cheshtarup. Hmm? There's no bhava. The emotive side is not there. Sometimes, well, you may get a blessing. So bhakti is very kind. Sadhus are kind. You get some semblance of bhava. You do get some feeling. It may come, last for a day, be gone for an hour, three days, for a month, even in sleep, then it will go away again. Uh, you have not attained bhava bhakti. Hmm? But it, you get some sense of what it might be like and some, 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 semblance of the 
uh, or even some of the symptoms. Hmm? There are three primary symptoms that are described in the Tantra, and they happen to be the same symptoms that Mahaprabhu mentions when he pines for bhava in his his uh, Shikshastakam, six verse six. Hmm? He's speaking about sattvika bhavas. Of course, there are different types of bhavas, as we're saying, and uh, this is one of them. Sattvika bhavas are the external, uh, involuntary um, actions. Hair standing on end, tears, faltering of the voice. He says, Nayanam galadashrudaraya varanam gadgada rudayagira pulaka nijitam vapu kadat tavanama grahane bhavishyati. That we should remember. Tavanama grahane bhavishyati. These feelings will come. Tavanama by chanting your name, Babishati. Hmm? They will come. Hmm? He's saying, when will they come? Hmm? So the, the method is, is Krishnanam, Sankirtan, to the madness of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Uh, so, in, uh, in Sadhana Bhakti, there's the, uh, it's kind of like apprenticeship, Bhakti in practice. You might say, well, how do you practice love? Hmm? I liken it to the idea that uh, you know someone likes something and you want to attract their attention, so you do the things that you have learned they're attracted to. Hmm? I've given an example before. When we were kids, if a girl liked you, she'd find out what you liked and show up at the bus stop with you know, an apple or a blueberry tart or something like that, you know, or she wearing a red dress or something like that. So she would have found out somehow he likes this and she would show up like that. And, and so sadhana bhakti is, is something like that. Hmm? We follow, we imitate. It said imitation of a good thing is a good thing. Of course, it's good in sadhana. It's not good in bhava to imitate the bhava, but it's good to imitate. That's all you can do, so to speak. Hmm? Of course, some feeling will come, and you have some philosophy, and so you're you're driven by, by that understanding and so forth, and 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 uh, and by association, of course. Obviously, you're energized, and you're in touch with that, that that emotive side of bhakti through through sadhu sangha. Hmm? So it's not that you're just out there, on your own. You 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 see it in others, so you know it's available. It can be can be attained. I'm in for that. I've never seen anything like that anywhere else, so I'm staying however long it will take because there's nothing that compares to that. Hmm? So, that, again, the importance of sadhusanga. This is a way we're in touch with the emotive side of bhakti, even though we're only sadhakas. But here now we're crossing over. And so the verb shilanam, hmm, the root means, as I say, has active and emotive implications. So in sadhana bhakti, the active side is there. And in bhava bhakti, the emotive side is there. So emotions. Hmm? There are also some actions, but we call that karya rup. That's where the cheshta rup, the activities, appear, but also in bhava. And that means now there's dancing and chanting and so forth out of bhava. Hmm? Those are called anubhavas hmm? in the sadaka deha. Hmm? They may be calculated with the intelligence and infused with bhakti and let me dance, let me raise my hands, something like that. Then there are involuntary ones, the sattvika bhavas. Mm -hmm. 
So these are external and they're active, but they're not like the Cheshta Rupa of Sadhana Bhakti. Hmm? So the Cheshta Rupa of Bhava Bhakti is called Karya Rupa, hmm? a different term. Hmm? And then, of course, there is, the, the, as we were explaining, the, 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 the Stai Bhav and the Sanchari Bhavs. These are internal, they're emotive entirely in their basis. All of them are emotive, but some of them show themselves physically. Hmm? Others don't. So the Stahibhav doesn't show itself physically. The Sancharibhavs that come and augment the, the Stahibhav and then recede and so forth. Rupa Goswami has mentioned 33 of them. Hmm? And different combinations of them will be at play in different Stahibhavs. Stahibhav, Sakyo, or Madhuri, or Vatsalya, different... Um, Different uh, Sanchari Bhavs will be operative or not be operative. And in the Stai Bhav, of course, then there's a, this extension of the Stai Bhav, which is, again, what Bhava Bhakti is about, the culture of the Stai Bhav in relation to the other Bhavs. And, and that culture will extend to different uh, measures of excellence, if you will, and intimacy with the Godhead relative to the, the core uh, nature of it. If it's Sakyabhav, if it's Vatsalyabhav, if it's Madhuryabhav, it will be, the Stahibhav will develop in terms of Snehaman Pranai, from Pranai, from Pranai, Jiva Goswami says, from Pranai to Mahabhav. Hmm? No Pranai in Tasyabhav, no Pranai in, in Vatsalyabhav, but Pranai and Sakyabhav before Prem. That's why it says from Pranai to Mahabhav. Hmm? Pranai comes first in Sakyabhav. But Pranai has a place later in Madhuryabhav. And then the Mahabhav for Madhuryabhav or for that uh, sector of Sakyabhav that's influenced by Madhuryabhav, the Prinam. They also taste Mahabhav, Rudha Mahabhav, hmm? and Gopikas of Radha, Adiruddha Mahabhav. So all this is in the Stahibhav and its culture. And then different combinations of the, as I say, of the Sanchari Bhavs. The Vibhavs are two types, Alambana Vibhav and Udipana Vibhav. So the way to help understand this is to look at the Leela like a, like a drama, which of course it is. Hmm? From the Bhava point of view, hmm? it's a drama. From the Tattva point of view, uh, it's, I guess from the Tattva point of view, it's a drama. From the Bhava point of view, it's the real show. Hmm? I mean, in other words, Krishna is Brahman, God, hmm? and here he is playing the role of being the son of Mother Yasoda. Hmm? That's a rather dry way of looking at it. From the Bhava point of view, uh, Krishna is the son of Mother Yasoda. He's also known as God hmm? by some people. Uh, and that's a secondary thing. So this is a very charming uh, aspect of, <laughs> of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm. So, in the drama, as I said earlier, in order to have rasa, what do you need to have? Rasa Vaisaha. You have to have two. That's right, very good. So the two here, for example, uh, you have two. So you have, we said earlier, you have Radha and Krishna for there to be rasa. So Krishna is the object of love. He's the Vishaya. Vishaya means object. Object of love. And Radha is the 
ashrai. Ashrai means the shelter of love, the vessel of love. So you have the love personified in Radha, and then you have Krishna who's the object of love. So the Radha pours herself, her vessel, into Krishna, hmm? onto Krishna, the object of love. So according to one Stai Bhav, then Bhava Bhakti is peculiar because it's not sadhana bhakti, but it's not the full face of perfection either, because there's a culture going on in bhava bhakti as well. It's it's similar to sadhana bhakti, but in in appearance, but it's different because there's inner inner life involved here, and so the the drama appears, hmm? and one is watching the drama and trying to enter into the drama. Hmm? And so you have the, you, you, depending on the rasa, let's say it's Sakura, so you have Krishna and you have uh, Subal. Krishna is the object of love, Subal is the reservoir of the love. Hmm? So one is following that person, for example, in this case, Subal, and as he, and so he is the, the Ashrai Alambana, and Krishna is the Vishaya Alambana. Hmm? And as he experiences different bhavas, <coughs> sanchari bhavas, sattvika bhavas, and so forth in the, in the drama, so they, they start to appear in the, in, 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 in the inner cultivated um, spiritual siddharupa form of the devotee, and to some extent in the sadhakadeya also. Hmm? And we have to come to that because something's now happened to the Sadakadeya that's very significant. So I'll come back to that. But I'm talking about the Vibhavas. There's two Alambana Vibhavas, the object of love and the shelter of love. And that shelter of love, the object is Krishna. The shelter will be different for different rasas. Hmm? Rupa Manjari, hmm? Subal Saka, Mother Yashoda for Manjari Bhav, Sakya Bhav, uh, Vatsalvibhav, for example. Hmm? Another type of vibhav is called the Udipana vibhav, right? So the Udipana vibhav is like uh, different um, qualities, characteristic qualities of the object of love. So Krishna's different ages. Or vibhav means like it has a causal implications, but it o- it only works in that way. Hmm? If the stayibhav is in place, so to the extent that the stayibhav is in place, then the vibhav, hmm, it's just like if you love your daughter, hmm, and you know your daughter's gone away to school, and then you come home and you see her shoes outside the door, the shoes become an udipana vibhav for the love that for your daughter that you already have, and ah, you have a certain feeling she's home and. And so the the love that's already there rises to to uh, a new height. It's kind of it's caused. It's stimulated. It's hmm? so this is how the udipana vibhav works. So Krishna's flute will be in different ages and different and and the vibhavas the uh, the the, the, the uh, udipana will be different for different rasas. Hmm? So all this difference that I'm talking about is important in relation to the words that we're discussing. Sudha Sattva Visheshatma, because the Sudha Sattva Visheshatma refers to again a, a particular combination of 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 Samvit and Ladini. 
a particular kind of knowing, luminosity, and a particular type of light and heat, Ladini. Hmm? The Ladini will determine where the Stahibhav goes, from Pranay to, to Mahabhav. Hmm? Hmm? The tasting. Hmm? And the knowing is the cause of the tasting, knowing, and I know myself as hmm, the follower of Rupa Manjari. I know myself as the follower of Sridham Sakha. I know, this is Samvit, a particular Samvit and a corresponding Ladini. Hmm? And, and it will be culture and cultivate to reach the point where the Stahibhav becomes rasa. Hmm? And then it's played out in terms of, as I say, pranai, sneha, man, pranai, ragana, rag, bhav, mahabhav. It's something we should go into all, all of those different developments and how they pertain to one rasa and not to another rasa and, and how they pertain in different ways to different rasas. And so it's all the beautiful uh, and very detailed science of bhakti Rasa given by Rupa Goswami, we should be we should be just think how fortunate we are to be <laughs> to be involved in this and and somebody says boy that was ecstatic what do you mean was it a, was it a sanchari bhav was it a sai bhav or why <laughs> this is uh, it's the same thing as unless somebody says my guru is um, you know is a, is is an avatar of Krishna say, really is it is a shaktivish or you know is he uh, um, real avatar or is uh, you know is a is Guna Avatar? What? You know, we got like half a dozen or more different descriptions and the divisions within those and so forth. You hear all these things and you think, these people know about God. They know something about that <laughs> in such detail. It's amazing. Nana Shastri Dharma and Lokanam What was their knowledge? Hmm? And what was their compassion? take the time to write such such books such such details it's very compelling hmm? so a particular this now this bhava bhakti is a certain stage in the sadhaka's life where he's now become a bhava bhakta not a sadhana bhakta and while the sarup shakti was active in his sadhana life that's what bhakti is hmm? the sarup shakti now the emotive side of that bhakti is manifesting. Hmm? It's manifesting by way of becoming the mind of the devotee. Sudha sattva visheshatma prema suryamsu samyabhak ruchi bis chidamasrina There's another one. Hmm? Kridaso Babuchate. So this is this is Baba Bhakti. Hmm? So this is the next part. Ruchibis Chidamasrina. Krid. The mind in 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 Gyan Marg or Yoga Marg, the idea is to stop the mind. Stop thinking. And we agree with that, but we go a step further. Just like in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, the goal is Chitta Vritti Nirodha. So, in the Chitta, the 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 Vrittis, like waves of pictures and impressions of the world that drive one. We like to think of ourselves as rational beings, but from the yoga perspective, people are driven by their 
sangskars, the chittas, uh, the vrittis, I should say, in the chitta, and that will cause them to be disposed towards a certain type of logic or another type, each of which are equally inconclusive. Is there God or is there no God? Hmm? People just choose one because of the vrittis, because of their sangskars. Hmm? It's not purely... Uh, rational function. That's similar with our taking part in, in bhakti. We use our reasoning and so forth, but because of bhakti samskar, which is by association, hmm, we get the chitta is influenced. Then hmm, it become, we become predisposed. We have a certain psychology that causes us to identify with with the logic of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and so forth. So. Hmm, while in Yoga Sutra, well in Yoga Marg or in Gyan Marg, it's a similar idea. The idea is to stop the mind, to remove nirod, to, to, to annihilate the vrittis and the mind with it, uh, so to speak, to become, they say mindful, but it's more like to become mindless. Hmm? Um, in Bhakti, the idea is that we'll let the, the bhakti vritti come on the mind. Hmm? And that is what's being sp- spoken about here. Ruchibis, chidamastri nakrid. So, the Baba actually takes over the mind. Hmm? Now, Mahabrabhu told this to Sanatana Goswami, not in the section we're reading in the morning, but later on in Antilita, or later on in Madhili, when, when Sanatana Prabhu comes to, um, to Puri, Jagannath Puri. At that time, you know, he's going to throw his body under the Rothkart, thinking it was it was uh, contaminated and uh, that Mahaprabhu had been affectionate, as we heard earlier in our reading, and, and embraced him hmm? uh, in in uh, in Prayag, that he might do it again. And this time, this time, his body had broken, had open sores had broken out on it from having drink drank some contaminated water. He was sick. In the, in the Jarikanda forest. So he thought, Mahabharu might brace me and I, my body is so offensive. Better I throw myself under the rock. The he was thinking, and of course, Mahabharu appeared that day and said, don't you do that. I have many things I plan to do through your body. And by the way, don't you know, hmm? your body is Chidanandamoy. That means your body is Sambit and Sadini. Hmm? Chidananda. Sambit, Sadini. Your body is Chidanandamoy. And these sores have appeared on your body by Krishna's arrangement to test me. Hmm? To see if I know the philosophy. <laughs> yeah? To see to just 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 to see, just to test me, to see what is my devotion. So I know they're not they're only Krishna's arrangement. They're not there's nothing karmic or anything polluted about you whatsoever. You're you have a sadhaka deha and you you really have one. Hmm? You really used it as such. Your body is Chidananda. Chidanandamoy. Hmm? The ingress of, of, of Sambit and Ladini is, 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 is accomplished in your body. Your mind is hmm? the, the, the Sarup Shakti of Krishna. Your body is driven by the Sarup Shakti of Krishna. Therefore, I embrace you. Hmm? Krishna was testing me. What happened? The sores weren't really there, see? They all disappeared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is a very extraordinary uh, aspect of our theology. Hmm? And we see how Mahaprabhu himself 
reacted like this. So we should be thoughtful about the devotees in different conditions and so forth. Hmm? Um, What's that all about in their lives and so on? Especially advanced devotees, like in the case of Sanatana Goswami. You think he had had some bad karma or something like that? No, no, no. Karma's a long time. Of course, he's in the city, it's never there. But even in sadhana bhakti, the karma is, is, a, is a small thing to remove. Krishna gives different karma even hmm? for the sake of keeping the devotee. So it's, we call it sometimes Krishna karma. Hmm? So the, the bhava takes over the mind. Hmm? This, is, this is the idea. Ruchi nakrit. And so. The taste, ruchi, hmm? this is, you know, he's talking about the marginal characteristics here. The principal characteristic is that the ingress of the sarup shakti, and then it, this is the, the result of that. It takes over the mind, and certain desires, prapta bilas, abilas means desire, uh, sorud abilas, anukula bilas, the desire to attain Krishna, the desire to serve him favorably, the desire to, to develop an affectionate relationship with him. Hmm? All these things are fully manifest. Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami explains later on when Rupa Goswami gives his famous two verses that describe the progression of bhakti, Ado Shadhatata Sadhu Sangha, Bhajana Kriya Nartana Vritti Nishti Satavruchi Satobhava Prema something like that. So the nine stages, he says, uh, in commenting on that, Jiva Goswami says about Ruchi, that this is the stage in which uh, desire for serving Krishna hmm, develops. What do you mean? We've all got desire to serve Krishna. It means in a particular way. This is the beginning. Ruchi, as I've said before, must be specific. Why? Because what the corresponding or the, the successive stage of asakti is is the attra- att- attachment to the object of love. So the attachment to the object of love, hmm? Krishna, and that means in a particular, with particular qualities that are attractive to sakiras or to maduriras or to vatsaliras. Hmm? This attachment is coming to to the object of love, which is particular. So it has to be arising out of a a love or a taste for love that is particular. So the beginning of what is being talked about here in Baba Bhakti has this early beginning in Ruchi, Asakti, the last and elevated stages of Sadhana Bhakti, and then into Baba Bhakti. And these uh, desires, in, generally they're described as I've said, Praptabilas, Sohidabilas, um, uh, Anukula Bilas. They're uh, um, uh, the particulars of them carry the devotee, and then there's this inner culture while going along with the external activities of of bhakti, of of, sad, of, of, of sadhana bhakti, hearing, chanting, and so forth. Of course, sometimes we see that they act in odd ways as well um, at, at times, but. Uh, all, all is well in in in, in bhava bhakti. However, it expresses itself uh, in this world. So this is anyway the Rupa Goswami's definition of bhava bhakti. Its primary characteristics, its secondary or marginal 
characteristics. And now he has a whole chapter about Baba Bhakti. So it's very, it's, he has a chapter about it. He'll talk about the, the, um, the way to identify someone in Bhava, what is, what is a, 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 only a, uh, imitation of Bhava, a reflection of Bhava, and different things about Bhava Bhakti. Then, of course, he'll go into Prem Bhakti, and then he starts talking about, in the beginning of the, the, uh, what is it, the southern division, he begins talking about the Vibhavs. Hmm? That's where you're getting that, all the qualities of Krishna. Hmm? The Vishaya Lambana, the object of love is described, Krishna. Hmm? His different qualities and so forth that are, that are Udipanas, for different Rasas and so on. It's delineated. Then he'll go into the, oh, the various chapters for the other Bhavs corresponding with the different, all centered around the different Stai Bhavs, chapter on the Stai Bhavs and so forth. Hmm? Yeah, so one, two, three, four, five chapters there. And then he'll go into the, what is it, the uh, northern, I guess it's the northern. Uh, and we'll, and then, then you have your chapters about uh, Shudarati, the general, Shantarasa, Dasiras, Sakiras, Vatsaliras, Madhuriras. And then the end of the book, of course, is mixtures of different rasas, what is Uparas, Rasabasa, and so on and so forth. So, Gonaratis also come in the Staibhav section because they act as 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 Staibhavs as well. Thank you for reminding me. That. So, any question? Yes. What's Rupa Bhav? We didn't. That's one you made up. No. <laughs> 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 Rudha, Rudha, Bob means anger. Rudha. Oh, oh, Rudha Mahabhav. Hmm. Rudha means full blown. Adi Rudha means double full blown. <laughs> That's what it means. That's Rudha, Rudha Mahabhav, Adi Rudha Mahabhav. Yeah. These are uh, more developed, those concepts in Rupa's book, Ujbal Nilmani. Yes. Um, so, we, if I understand at the very end of your class, um, the stage of sadhana bhakti, when we look at, at devotional service in three broad categories, the stage of sadhana bhakti is coming to an end at Ruchi and Asakti, and also at the stage of Ruchi and Asakti, Baba Bhakti is beginning. Ruchi and Asakti are kind of like that stage in Sadhana Bhakti. Sadhana Bhakti is characterized more by Sharanagati and Shraddha. Sharanagati is the outer expression of Shraddha, so the cultivation of those, dedication, surrender, and so forth, submission. This is sadhana bhakti. It's more characterized by this. Jiva Goswami mentions it, for example, in relation to prayers. Your prayers will be, in sadhana bhakti, will be more of submission. In bhava bhakti, it's about longing. Hmm? And so, when you reach a higher stage of ruchi and asakti, 
there's going to be surrender is in place in Ruchi. Hmm? And so the longing is more overlapping. Obviously, there's going to be longing even in the beginning. I want to attain Krishna and so forth. But Bhakti Siddhanta was um, fond of his phrase, first deserve, then desire. So he did not want his disciples to be preoccupied with longing, hmm? as some people uh, teach, in earlier stages, but be preoccupied with doing the needful developing a serving ego, and so on and so forth. But as you attain ruchi and asakti in particular, then you're getting closer to bhava, and so shayakayuravachandrikabhataram, something tangible showing up from the other side. Material desires are gone in sadhana bhava, in ruchi. So so then there's... And saranagati's in place, so there's some longing is beginning and, 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 and well-deserved, if you will. Hmm? Does that answer your question? Yeah, but uh, I, so there is the way you just answered it. It seems like there's a clear distinction that Baba Bhakti begins where I mean, of course, they all carry through because it's just a, a, a more developed, uh, more more and deeper and deeper faith and uh, the characteristics of that faith. But what we would call technically bhava bhakti is not appearing at the stage of ruchi and asakti right. the way you just answered it. Right. Okay. Right. Bhava bhakti is after sadhana bhakti, which culminates in asakti. What else? A little technical, but interesting, huh? Yes? Um, I was thinking of a comment you made online that the uh, Disciples can help the guru attain praying. I think it was. In relation to this class, um, would a Bhav Bhakta have like assistants that understand their inner mood and be helping them in the same way like Mahaprabhu had assistants in tasting higher and higher experience? Those would be pretty good assistants. <laughs> the difference is that the Mahaprabhu's assistants were better than him. They were actually they were the attendants of of Radha, and they had what he he wanted to get, so they were able to really assist. I don't think quite in that way. They would they would be more of a solitary, still in like a bhajan inner world, like the bhav is being turned. Yeah, what I meant by that in a general way, of course, is that you know that the real guru is one who sees himself, sees everyone as his gurus. So he sees his own disciples helping him. Hmm. And uh, to, to to attain the goal, he never thinks he's attained the goal, even if he has something like that. Hmm. What else? So which which of course you didn't mention which Bible we will attain. This is repeatedly said throughout. Who you associate with that will that will be the determining factor. What kind of thought is? Gaudiya Vaishnav, Guru Parampara ki jai, Shishi Gaurada Madhava ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Brinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande, Shri Guru Maharaj ki jai.